Chapter Six of the Story of John Wesley Told to Boys and Girls. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Devora Allen. The Story of John Wesley Told to Boys and Girls by Marianne Curlew. Chapter Six. Jack a Minister. A Letter from Father. Jack's First Sermon. Mr. John. Back at College. Temptations and Persecutions. For Jesus' Sake. Mr. John's Long Hair. Clever but Not Proud. Young Soldiers for Christ. We all love to get letters, do we not? Though some of us are not so fond of writing them. It was in the year 1725, when Jack was twenty-two years old, that he became a minister. And just about this time he had a beautiful letter from his father. In it Mr. Wesley said, God fit you for your great work. Watch and pray, believe, love, endure, and be happy, towards which you shall never want the most ardent prayers of your affectionate father, Samuel Wesley. Jack's first sermon was preached at a small town near Oxford, and his second at his dear home village, Epworth. Mr. Wesley was getting old, and as he had now two churches to look after, the one at Epworth, and another at a place called Root, where he and Mrs. Wesley had gone to live, he was very glad when his son offered to go and help him. And now that Jack has grown up and got to be a proper minister, I think we must begin to call him Mr. John. Well, Mr. John stayed some time helping his father at Root and Epworth, and then went back again to Oxford, to study for a place in a college there, Lincoln College. There were several others trying to get this same place, and they didn't like Mr. John because he would not do the wicked things they did, so they made great fun of him and laughed at him for being good. Nobody likes being laughed at, and Mr. John didn't, but he bore it bravely, and his father comforted him when he wrote, Never mind them, Jack. He is a coward that cannot bear being laughed at. Jesus endured a great deal more for us before he entered glory, and unless we follow his steps we can never hope to share that glory with him. Bear it patiently, my boy and be sure you never return evil for evil. His mother, too, sent loving letters to cheer and comfort him. So Mr. John worked hard, and bore his persecutions patiently, for Jesus' sake. And in spite of all his enemies, he won the coveted place, and became fellow of Lincoln College. Oh, how glad and thankful he was! And his father and mother were so proud and happy. It was just about this time that Mr. Wesley was afraid he would have to leave Root, and it was a great trouble to him. But, he said proudly, wherever I am, my Jackie is fellow of Lincoln. As for Jack, he felt it was worth everything to give his father and mother such pleasure. Though he was properly grown up, twenty-three years old, Mr. and Mrs. Wesley always thought of him as their boy. Fathers and mothers always do this. It doesn't matter how old their children grow to be. They love to think of them and speak of them as their boys and girls. Dear readers, remember there is no one on earth that loves you or ever will love you with such a big love as father and mother. No matter how tall or how strong or how clever you may grow, they will always love you with the same big love they did when you were little boys and girls. And oh, whatever you do, never, never grieve these dearest of all dear friends. Mrs. Wesley had been longing to see her boy again, especially now that he had become fellow of Lincoln College. At last her wish was granted. 
There were a great many things that puzzled Jack which he wanted to ask his father and mother about. So he went and spent a long summer at home, getting his hard questions answered, and helping his father with the work that was now almost too much for him. He had such a happy time that he was almost sorry when the autumn came, and he had to return to Oxford. Being at school and college costs a great deal of money, and Jack knew that his father was not a rich man, and that he had hard work often to pay his college expenses. Jack had been very sorry to be such a burden to his parents, and tried to be as careful as he could. Have you ever seen a picture of Mr. John Wesley? If you have, you will have noticed his long hair. Everyone at Oxford wore their hair short, but having it cut cost money, and John used to say, I've no money to spend on hairdressers. So, though his fellow students made great fun of him, he saved his money and wore his hair long, and in time got so accustomed to it that he wore it long all his life. Now that he was fellow of Lincoln College, he received enough money to pay his own expenses, and it made him very happy to think he need no longer be an expense to his dear father. But he resolved still to be as careful as he could, and never again to go into debt. When he went back to his new college, after spending the summer at home, he said to himself, I will give up all the old friends who have so often tempted me to do things that a Christian ought not to do, and I will make new friends of those who will help me on my way to heaven. So, though he was always polite to the many worldly young men who wanted to make his acquaintance, he would not have them for his friends. This made some of them say very unkind things about him, but Mr. John bore it all quietly, and never said unkind things back again. He felt he was only treading the path Jesus had trod before him, the path which all his disciples must follow. Mr. John got to be so clever that soon he was made professor or teacher of Greek. Some boys and girls, yes, and grown-up people too, become proud when they get to be clever, but Mr. John did not. He determined more than ever to be a faithful and humble follower of the Lord Jesus. He was very patient with his scholars and tried not only to make them learned, but to make them Christians. I want these young soldiers of Christ to be burning and shining lights wherever they may go, he said. If they are not all intended to be clergymen, they are all intended to be Christians. In the beginning of the next year, 1727, Mr. John went home again to help his father, who was getting very old, and was often ill. He stayed at Root about two years, and then went back again to Oxford. End of chapter 6